Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and, and water life science. We're all in a global health Olympics together. 188 countries with the United States of America. We've got a lot to learn, and we can do it. We can do it. We've done it so many times before of what we've all had to learn to do through our lives and through the decades of learning. We need to do that for the children. Every show for 13 years, I've said, Put a child's heart in your hands. They're all perfect. I think a lot of it we've been forgetting about the children and what they need out there. And those children are needing us because they don't know how to drive a car. They don't know how to make the decisions they would make. We don't know where. The kitchen table of the parents is running their lives. That kitchen table, I call it forever. It's the kitchen table of the world. I don't care if you have a billion dollars in the bank or 10 cents. It's the kitchen table. There's so much to do for the children. Even if you don't have children, you should consider children. We need to get them back to school, get them healthy mentally, get them using, using their energy. It can be done. Sanitize the hands as soon as they get to school, each person, every day. Have a temperature check each day. Make sure they're wearing masks. Every day, have them available if they don't, and a good health education class to give them a, 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 um, a, a booster, just like you do a team, a football team, a baseball team, a basketball team, any team, just before they go to play. Give them a pep talk, a health education class. And teach them during that health education class why it's the spit that we're carrying that could be the carrier if you have the virus or a common cold. And then when you have no defenses and your fingers touch that spit, because when we talk, I'm going to teach you something again here. The body is every organ of the body is carrying a percentage of water. And when that baby is born, that baby begins to cry. And that cry begins in in the mouth of the baby, the oral cavity of the baby. The baby hears itself cry. And it's picking up a tone with a saliva on the tongue. 
And the tongue, the tongue is picking up a saliva. And then that tone begins to form. Have you ever walked into a room and you heard the person you knew who it was before you saw them? It's a tongue we all have. That baby is an individual. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, no two skins alike. We all look different. And we have a different tone. That spit, every time you talk, there's a humidity that comes out or there could be a spit. It's called saliva. I'm not going to call it anything fancier than spit. And if you touch it by chance and put your hand around the organ of the eye, The skin doesn't cover the organ of the eye all day. And the surface of the skin has a tear film called the tear. It's a tear film and it's 99% water. Water. And that organ of the eye must maintain that water for a pH Acid mantle protection balance to protect you from immunity weaknesses, to give you defenses, because the organ of the eye is the weakest organ because it's exposed to the atmospheric water vapor and everything going on around you when the eyes open and begin to live like a battery, like a magnet with your life. Don't forget this, all of you. Now, you men, I've noticed, are the more stubborn about the masks. And it's not the lack of freedom. The freedom is education, learning why, you wear that mask. It's because of the spit. You're going to protect somebody else. And then you're going to learn, you're learning that the organ of the eye is the carrier. And it needs immunity strength. Once you learn all that and keep your hands sanitized, you wear the mask, you have good health education, The kids can get back to school. People get back to work. Do the same thing at work. Have pep tops. Same same thing. The kids are going to school, walking in the door, sanitizing their hands, wearing a mask. If they don't have them, you'll have them available. And then you have a pep talk called health education for 15 minutes every day. And then remind them when they go home, to have the same habits. Now, is this going to change after the virus gets in control? It shouldn't, except you won't have to wear the mask, maybe. But you should learn how to take care of yourself and others around you. I call it the Global Health Olympics. There's so much. That's the freedom we have. 
freedom to be able to learn and have just like a team that's going out to the field to win a game, a pep talk. We need pep talks to keep everybody excited and everybody motivated, everybody excited. We don't want any more negative. You want it positive to learn. Education is a positive movement going forward, and that's why the kids need to be back in school. People need to be back to work, that kitchen table. Now, there's something I've been doing is doing a lot of interviewing. As you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. I do a lot of study, and I do a lot of interviewing. What I was learning is out there in the world, that kitchen table is having a lot of challenges. People are having different personalities at that table around the children and each other in the home, in the business, the frustration. And it's because people are feeling closed in, isolated. And especially if you put them out of work, they can't bring home what's necessary to afford the kitchen table. We're putting them out of work. We're putting the kids out on the streets because we don't believe in good education for everyone and keep everybody at work and in school and keep them going. We are inventors all over the world, high-tech inventors, all of us. I am. I create. I'm an inventor. I study. But the one thing you have to learn is that root of research is always the root of what you need to do. We need new inventions right now to get people back to where they need to be. We help each other. There's some that can do it a better, do it, can, can do it more than others. I'm not even going to say better than others. There's some of us could also help, and we all need help. We need teamwork from everyone. It's called a team. You ask a person, what can I do to help you? Sure, I'll help you. Anything I can do. Oh, sure, I'll try to help that. Yeah. And then you can also pay it forward and say, after they've helped you, what can I do to help you? Pay it forward. Be in the Global Health Olympics with all. Now, I said when you're born, because the organs of the body have a percentage of water and you come out to live in the water vapor of the atmosphere, that body begins to evaporate like a magnet, like a battery to live with that atmosphere, like an electric rod. It's an electric rod. And the magic of all that nature is the nature of who you are as an individual. No two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, no two skins alike, no two tones alike. We're all different. That's exciting. 
to be such a product of a miracle, each and every living life. That's how special it is. And we need to be there for each other. Today, before we go on with our sponsor and we want it, we're going to have Nancy Yonley Coleman with me. I've known Nancy almost 50 years. And she's been involved with the health department head. She's been involved with progressive ambitions, passions with teens to be able to figure out the mental needs of people. And when the addiction problems became to where it really needed more thinking, more creativity, she became very active in that for all these years, nonstop. I'm excited about a pilot program they've been doing, too, that's been to get people rehabilitated with addiction and mental problems. People are going through a lot right now because of the kitchen table. And a word that when we had James Derrick on here from Boston, James was teaching us it's it's an isolation that people are having trouble with, almost like a claustrophobia, too. They feel pressured. We need to learn more from Nancy today about what they've been learning with their backgrounds and what they've been studying and maybe some new discoveries. Okay, we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's the technology worldwide to be able to supplement the surface of the eye for its immunity strength to give it that protection it needs. It is the only technology like it. You can use it with your eye drops. It's wonderful with the refractive eye surgeries that cause dry eye disease. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, but just a mist. And we'll be back with Nancy Yonley Coleman. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Nancy, are you with us? Yes, I am, Sharon. Okay, well, thank you for joining us today. As you know, I've been after you for a while, and I know how busy you are. But audience, I'm going to introduce you to Nancy Coleman. Nancy's background is um, a past of a corporate trainer and technical person working within for over 35 years in the health arena, mental and addiction. Nancy, I'm going to let you tell them about your past and uh, what you've done, and then we'll get into very going, get going and what we're here to do to educate them today about some new discoveries that you've run into with all your experience. Well, thank you, Sharon, and thank you for having me. Um, I have had the opportunity, some amazing opportunities to work with the cross-section of um, folks from uh, birth, prenatal work um, through geriatrics. And I have learned so much from so many that it's certainly a pleasure to be able to share whatever um, I can at any opportunity because I feel so blessed to have had the many opportunities to to travel, um, to um, provide information, and to receive information. We are certainly experiencing at this time in our lives something that um, we have never collectively I started to say I had the opportunity, but that's not that really is not what I mean. However, I I do think there are some opportunities. There's opportunities in everything, and the more um, depth there is to an experience, the more potential there is for growth. So I'm. Um, I'm blessed to have had all of the experiences I've had, and I always feel doubly blessed when I'm able to share at whatever level um, any and everything that I can that may be helpful to at least one other person. If it's now, more Nancy, than- let me interrupt here real quickly. You- the audience yes. with what your specialty, your focus has been in which in, in arena, which industry, what was your focus in what you were doing well, at the time? My my focus has been multifaceted, Sharon. I um, kind of I've had an opportunity, as I said, to work when I was working at the health department. I was clinic director. I did outreach. I had an opportunity to to develop a number so of Nancy, programs. So, Nancy, you spent a lot of years in the health arena, and then you moved into another uh, uh, direction into 
studying addiction. You've been into everything you've touched has been into the health um, and um, capacities of making people better in, in, in health. My personally, my underlying motivator has been prevention. Uh, whatever I've kept, every, every area, every arena that I've worked in, I, my mindset has been on the whole area of prevention. Okay. And it, it's not always clear. It has not been clear when I've been working with a specific, um, in a specific area. But in my mind, it's always clear that um, prevention is the, is the substance of my motivator. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're out there working in a project now, you're trying to, to decide as an individual with a team you're working with out there, you're trying to figure out how you can begin to prevent what is happening to the human health and uh, their weakness of what you can do to give them what they're after with new discovery. Um, that's my underlying uh, motivator. And however, I've recently, and when I say recent, just been over the past four or five years, I've been focused in the substance abuse disorder um, community. And the motivation is to contribute to the health and safety of our community. Uh, and we offer a continuum of services to substance abuse disorder individuals. So the, it's always there's uh, education, support, treatment, but keeping keeping in mind where the ultimate outcome and the ultimate outcome is to get to a point where folks are uh, contributing members of the community. They are able to then provide a stable environment for, for their children uh, or their family and then ultimately for their community and their world. Um, now, I'm going to follow. I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to go after that a little bit. Okay. So your, you and your team that you work with in the last few years have been very much involved in the education that is necessary for the children and the families to be able to assist each other and help the community uh, work with better education. Yes, um, and we do that, and we have done and will do that in a multitude of ways. Okay, what have you done there? Okay, let's back. Okay, what have you done? Because what we're after here in the United States and throughout the world when we bring people on from all over the world, um, the discoveries being made out there on what has happened here with mental health addiction and recovery, and what is the growth of the community 
what is the education being provided to assist, to prevent, well, or to work with the people who have already had the symptoms of pro- those, these problems within their home, in their community. What has some of the newest discoveries you've learned to be able to help people with, these, with uh, what is going on? with this addiction that has happened throughout our country for so long and the mental that goes with that, or they wouldn't have had an addiction problem if there wasn't a mental uh, uh, weakness at the time. Uh, was it lack of education or uh, just something in the, in the individual that um, they became liking to be addicted uh, go that extreme, and uh, what? Uh, and then the other one I'm going to ask you about the prescriptions that doctors prescribe is what is your thinking? What have you all learned about some of that? So we'll start out with um, the individuals' uh, challenges and what you've done for education. Well, the first thing that uh, the name of the organization that I'm currently working with, one of the organizations, is Grace Roots Pathways to Wellness. And Mm -hmm. we started with a video, and the video was uh, presented, that was, the goal was to um, wake the community up a bit and inform them of uh, because denial is so dominant especially uh, in the field of substance abuse. Um, so this was a, the intention was to start the conversation. And at our first showing, we had a standing room only audience, which was absolutely uh, so gratifying because I have had a lot of experiences with community um, gatherings, and sometimes what you think everybody needs to know, uh, there may not be the reciprocal um, response. But we had over now, 200 I'm going to back folks. you up there. Now, did you have a lot of people in the medical field finally get involved? We, we had over at the first big community gathering, we had over 200 folks and had to turn people away. What and about the from, medical field? Did they show up? Did they come? Yes. And to, yeah, okay. We, we do have, we are blessed to have, um, a, we have a PD, well, on the board of directors alone, we have internal medicine specialists. We have mm-hmm. pediatric specialists. We have an mm-hmm. obst- obstetric specialist. Um, we are. We have an attorney. Um, we have a cross section of the community represented on the board, which is, I think, a mm-hmm. uh, foundation. That's one of the basic foundations okay. because in development. What about uh, Nancy? What about law enforcement? Did you bring in anybody? Yes, from law enforcement. Yes. Okay, good. We have uh, we have actually the uh, one of the first folks that we had was um, the well we had 
senator. Uh, Carl Wilson was on our steering committee. He's not law enforcement, but he certainly is a, a strong structure. Um, we have the clergy represented. We no, have. I'm talking uh, about some. I'm talking about the uh, actual officers themselves. Was there an officer that was? Re- was uh, representing the law enforcement that uh, that a lot of times will incarcerate the uh, individuals. Did you get somebody on there with that background and experience? Actually, Archie Lighty, and he's with the Grants Pass Police Department. Archie was one of the founders. Then on the steering committee, we have Chief Warren Hensman, who is the Grants Pass Public Safety. So from okay. our steering committee is our sounding board. The board of directors are okay. the workers. And now so, I'm going yes, to ask we, you something. On uh, Have you in your research and all these years that you've been at this, have you learned about uh, the mental uh, weaknesses that people have before they have the addiction, uh, their life, their what's going on and to be, we talk on the show a lot to different physicians all over the world though, about craving and what happens with individuals to kind of have the addiction sneak up on you. You get uh, mentally uh, discouraged and then you get stressed and you get under exhaustion and stress and then you turn to something to kind of relieve it or you may go to an alcohol or you go to a drug and then all of a sudden you may have set a situation to where you um, get on a medication that, ah, it feels good. And then they start building that up uh, to um, have an addiction in the body because the body makes the decision on addiction by what you're doing. And, uh, what is the what is the education there with uh, what you all have been doing on that committee and learning um, to be able to help the individual when they're going through a lot of mental problems first before they get into the addiction? It truly um, the indicators. I'll go to. I'll speak to that first. Okay. The indicators are as broad as, um, the, well, extremely. There's obvious, or maybe it isn't obvious, the poverty. Poverty uh, is one of the drivers. Experimentation, and especially with our youth, um, experimentation starts and it's been starting younger and younger. We first, uh, the first target group was at 12, 13. Now, the, uh, to get to any kind of prevention, it's down to the 8, 9, 10 level. Now, I'm going to ask Children. you about that. Do you think that word experimentation of the individual is child? It's because they were in a gathering and somebody says they had tried it and it, it, it's harmful uh, and to have fun. And is that experimentation? The kids don't think they'll ever be the one to get addicted, but they're going to have some fun. Oh, children are absolutely indestructible in their mind. Um, yeah. 
they are, no, uh, it's not going to happen to me. Uh, they have no doubt that they can handle it. Right. Um, it's just a toy, um, mm-hmm. especially with the very, very young. It truly is kind of like mm-hmm. a game. And um, there's no concept um, from my experience at the entry level that they that there's anything um, it's not going to happen to me that's just it and that that actually there's a part of that that kind of goes all the way through the the, the uh, problem is the denial um, and um, I I can I can do it where maybe someone else can't. And then there's also the parties, uh, the gatherings where uh, some children or some young folks may unwillingly, unknowingly consume something such as uh, a punch or, uh, you know, one of the drinks or even something now to eat that contains um, one of the drug, um, uh, either marijuana or it can be, at this point, almost anything. So they... It, when they and and sometimes often then not often occasionally there will be a severe negative reaction. I unfortunately witnessed one young teenager that she was absolutely delightful. I knew her just from uh, doing some education at the uh, junior. It was a uh, middle school. And she went to the prom. She was not, um, was not, had not used drugs, but her drink had LSD in it. And she had a psychotic break. And from that moment, she was hospitalized and sent to, um, had to be sent to a mental hospital. Oh my gosh! It was. um, This is not an easy. um, How often did you find? We're going to have to take our break, and you and I are going to come back in a minute. And we're. This is what the root I talk to about what I study. When I go into anything, I take off on the root first and get as far with that root as I can. How that root can matures to get become a, a, tr- uh, a stem or a trunk. Um, but let's wait. I'm going to wait on this. I mean, we got to take a break with our sponsor only one time and don't go anywhere. We're going to be right okay. back with that word yeah. experimentation and uh, the innocence of that. Okay. Well, listen to our sponsor, nature's tears. I missed with just a mist, the surface of your eye is 99% water. Nature did that for a purpose, to give you immunity strength, protection from the problems of viruses, common colds, everyday bacteria. 
If it if it's weak, you can get dry eye disease. If it's weak, you're susceptible to virus. That's where it's at, where that spit comes in to be contaminating that organ, to be able to surface into that eye. Nature's Tears I Missed was a technology put on to the global market, to the mass market, to be able to help prevent that, along with eye drops and your refractive eye surgeries. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. And we'll be right back with Nancy Yonley. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Audience, I'm today we have Nancy Yonley Coleman from Grants Pass, Oregon, who's been dedicated for 50 years of her life in health awareness mental health, addiction. Um, Nancy, you were telling us a story about what happens to young people in um, occasions socially that they have to be so aware of. Um, you were telling us about a girl who had gone to a dance, a school dance, that was, it went, went to drink some punch or something, that somebody put LSD in it? Yes. Yes, that's what was found in the analysis. And she ended up going into a serious... Uh, what she was the symptoms? A, she went into a psychotic break. Uh, she was uh, having um, the visual, um, the very frightening visual uh, entities um, she had no, it was complete fear. I mean, she was just completely um, 
in agony. And um, I know that that's, that does not happen now, did every that happen time. Did that, that happen at the time she took it immediately, or did that take it happen after she left the dance? Oh, no, it was at the dance. Oh, no. It was during the dance. Um, mm-hmm. And um, she had to be restrained for her own safety because she was so frightened and out of control. Mm-hmm. And Now, were they uh, ever able to get the person who put the LSD in there? No. Oh, my no. gosh. No, but well, fortunately... Now, I'm going to ask you something that came to my mind just then. Is that how... I've, I've studied the behavior of human trafficking for many, many years. Is that how maybe they experiment with maybe getting the weakness in a girl um, to be able to, if, if they can get them weak, to maybe make, make them subjected to something else too? Well, I really have not, um, I, I don't have a lot of knowledge in that field. But I certainly would surmise that um, I know that drugs are are used heavily, um, and I'm sure it crosses all the all of the boundaries of the multiplicity of drug sources and drugs. Um, the only thing I actually do know about drugs. Um, human trafficking is that drugs overall are a major part of not just the uh, beginning, but uh, throughout the experience um, of being trafficked. It's, um, It's inherent almost. Well, the reason I brought that up to you is now we're talking about these social occasions that happen. How common are they with children today, with students? You know, Sharon, I have not honestly been, uh, my experience at that time was as an educator at the middle school, um, a nurse uh, from the health department, and I have not been in the edu- in, into oh, and the actual... I need to ask you this. This was a middle school student that had this happen, not a high school student, a middle right. school. Right. Oh, my gosh. So now, yes. what, what was learned from that? What, 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 what did the community do to try to um, educate the rest of the, fac- the schools and the faculty and everybody about that incident? How does he educate? Well, um, for a short time, it was not sustained, but we, I was able to initiate uh, bringing a speaker, a well-known speaker, actually David Toma, um, mm-hmm. from New York, and that was a community-wide effort, and the schools all, the city and county, uh, backed that effort and had David speak to uh, 
students from the middle schools and the high schools in the county and the city, and we actually had a major, major effort in the community at that time to raise awareness to um, my way of seeing it was to awaken the community to the realities that um, exist. You can't do anything that you don't know anything about. And the easiest way right. to to uh, work in a community often is avoidance. If I don't know it, I don't have to do anything about it. But this effort with David Toma uh, brought every, almost, I think, every um, organization uh, from the Kiwanis to the Lions to the Rotary, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, the law enforcement, the city officials. What about, what about your teachers' union in the valley, in the area? Um, the what about teachers. the insurance companies? What about yeah. the teachers' union and the insurance companies and law enforcement? Law enforcement, absolutely. Um, the teachers' union, no. Um, not not what about my the knowledge. insurance company executives? Were they brought into the meetings? The insurance company's uh, representatives were invited, and of course, a lot of the uh, teachers belong to the teachers' union, so from that right. perspective, they were well represented. Okay. So they were well the, represented. Okay. Yeah, the teachers were extremely involved, and we had counselors that volunteered to follow up. Uh, mm-hmm. After the program, so th- and they were providing um, their services on a, um, to anyone that any of the students that needed or parents, because mm-hmm. the parents were involved as well. We did. Okay, let's um, move. We'll move yes. into something now. Move. Um, that is something that the audience needed to hear about that has been forgotten, overlooked, that can be an incident. Now, what have you learned with all those years about the rehabilitation when the person becomes addicted and then with the incarceration? What are they learning? Are they, is, there, is your program that you guys are piloting, have you started something with law enforcement to get a rehabilitation during incarceration? So when you get them there and they, they're sitting there every day and they need, rather than just sitting there, they can go to classes. Have you been able yes. to do any of that yet? Yes. I am so... Oh, wonderful. The timing is just absolutely wonderful because it's just happening. Um, okay. One of the... After... I'm going to go back and put a couple of dots together. After we presented the community for and got the community a little bit awakened, we mm-hmm. found that the drive, the highest priority need was to have a treatment program, which is now the Grants Pass Treatment Program, um, mm-hmm. 
for the folks that were um, opiate addicted were going to Medford every day, which was a, an extremely uh, challenging situation. Yeah, explain, so please decided, explain that. Nancy, explain that. What, what did you mean? They go to Medford. What did they do when they go to Medford every day? Well, this was for their um, treatment in um, for uh, heroin. And that's the next uh, city over. Opiates. So they go over to the treatment in Medford, Oregon, every day, which is that thirty minutes from Grand Pass, Oregon, okay. and from Cave Junction. Uh, okay. Number of uh, which is another patients. city near the Cabal and near Grand Pass. Okay, okay. So uh, it became our priority at that time to provide that service in our community so that we could have all the wraparound services and to have more uh, accessibility. So we were able to recruit the... To my knowledge, at that time, it was the only gold standard program in Oregon. Uh, it was uh, the program that came from Bend, Oregon. And so we were able to recruit that program to open their uh, services here now, in Now, uh, I'm County. going to back you up. When they were incarcerated... Because I'm getting there. They were picked up. <laughs> they were inside. They were inside the uh, jail system. So they went from the jail system, rather than sitting in a cell every day, they went to the jail from the jail system to Medford, Oregon, for meetings every no. day, and then came back. No, no. no what do no. you do? What do you do when I, you're inside no, the I, jail I, system? Okay, I jumped, Sharon. I was sitting the setting the stage, we, okay. we have the program that started, um, and he had, the program director had never gone to a community that was welcoming. This whole, this community was ready. They um, supported having the treatment program, and um, that was almost three years ago. Okay. And one of the folks that I did neglect to uh, in law enforcement, and he has been very active, is Sheriff Dave Daniels. Mm. And Dave is on our steering committee. Good. We have been, there's so, so much uh, in the way of, of um, structure and uh, laws the point is to answer your question we are now just just now having the opportunity to uh, provide services at the jail oh um, wonderful so that here I just need to tell you years ago I had called the Betty Ford and group I had talked to all over the country years ago about what are you going to do when the individual who has an addiction problem, mental problem, is incarcerated? You've got to, you've got to them where they could go to class every day rather than sitting there. And they said, well, they didn't have enough money. So now you've got a community support with this going on. Yes. 
and um, it's it was one of one of the goals <laughs> long ago, uh, three years in the making, but. It is. It has uh, just happened. Sheriff Daniels has been extremely active. Yeah, I was going to say, David Daniels sounds like the sheriff was the secret to helping you do that. Am I wrong? He uh, absolutely. Well, he—that's his domain. I mean, he has to be responsible for the jail and all of the legalities, all of the structure that has to be Mm -hmm. uh, a part of that kind of um, interaction. Nancy, we we only have a moment left. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, What we need to do real quickly, and I'm going to ask you, did you start studying any new new nutrition habits with them when they're incarcerated? Oh, wonderful. The whole program, the Grants Pass Treatment Center, um, is it's holistic, um, and by that I mean all of the elements, the the mindfulness, the the nutrition, um, the life. You know, how do you uh, actually deal with life? Life skills. Um, it's a holistically minded and um, prepared program okay. to not just re- remove the substance, but to replace it with all of those missing elements. Uh, the life okay, skills I'm so sorry, that are healthy. Life okay, skills. we're going to have to close on that. I'm really glad to hear that with my research. I've learned that that is a big, that we're out of time. I think I told you this could go fast. It and, did go um, fast, I, I want to thank you. Well, everybody says that it comes on from all over the world. We would thank you, thank you, thank you. You came up with some new discovery for the audience worldwide to hear. We thank you for coming on. You have a nice Thank day, and you be well. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me. And God bless. Bye-bye. Well, Bye. I want to thank you, audience. We've learned a lot. This was a new one today. Put a child's heart in your hands. They're all perfect. I want to thank you for listening, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 